Hello everybody and welcome to Avoiding Entropy. I'm your host, Tumultuous, and today we are discussing the Schumann Residence. No, I'm kidding. It's called the Schumann Resonance. Okay? And what that is, is basically the heartbeat of the Earth. What does that mean? Well, the Earth, much like the way you're listening to my voice right now, operates under a field of magnetic waves. What you're experiencing now with my voice is electromagnetic. The Earth has geomagnetic. So it has, much like the experiment in school, when you took the iron filings and the magnet, and you saw the wonderful design that the magnet had of its magnetic field, the Earth has one as well. It vibrates as the Earth moves at a normal rate of 7.82 hertz. Now, why is that significant? Because most of our brain waves are around that range. So our brain waves fall anywhere from four to, I believe, 10. And depending upon where on that spectrum it is, is where our brains are in terms of dream state, awake state, alert state, or um, hypnosis, all that stuff. As it turns out, the normal rate for the Earth is 7.83. However, recently it's been going up. The Schumann resonance the other day was 40. So it was a geomagnetic storm and it was a low Hertz, negative, which means we are storing energy inside of the Earth itself. What does that mean to us? Well, not only do our brains vibrate at a similar Hertz as the Earth's magnetic field, our hearts as it turns out, have a brain of their own. So they're connected, the heart and the brain. But there also is a way that the heart acts independently from the brain. Usually the brain sends the command and everything else follows. The heart, however, can override, so to speak, the brain and it could put the brain out of sync with it, making you a whole big mess, to put it in layman's terms. So the variability of your heart rate, not how quickly it's beating, but the rhythm between beats. If it's beating at 101 beats per minute or at 40 beats per minute, the rhythm between those beats should theoretically stay the same. If it is not, then your heart rhythm is off, which means that you are either in a state of distress or worry or pain. When we are vibrating with the earth on the same frequency and at the same rate, and our brain, our hearts, and the earth are all synchronized, what happens is if we do this collectively, the entire vibration of the earth, us, meaning our hearts and our brains, rises. What else that does is it also rises everyone's heart rhythm and brain waves. Meaning, theoretically speaking, if you and the person next to you, and the person next to them, and the person next to them, so many so that 50% of the world would sit down for a group meditation. We would all sit there, and we would all think about that moment that we got the pony or whatever gift we had, and that feeling of pure joy as a child, and your subconscious would automatically link that memory to the emotion of joy, love, and we all dwelled on that for, let's say, an hour. Theoretically speaking, of course, the vibrations of the entire Earth and everybody on it would have to match ours. 
we would overpower the negative vibes. We would overpower everyone that is not on that wavelength. And furthermore, if they didn't catch up, so to speak, they would literally eventually die. Because when the solar activity increases, so does our mortality rate. We simply don't know what to do with our bodies when the solar um, activity is past a certain point. With um, First of all, we could feel radiations if there's a solar flare with a CME like I've been talking about. We'll be able to feel that in terms of radiation and x-rays. But the actual activity on the electromagnetic pulse won't get to Earth for a couple of days because of solar winds. Now, it just takes over just over eight minutes for the light to hit us from the sun. But the bad stuff, quote unquote, will take a couple of days. So we are lucky in that we will have those couple of days to be ready for whatever is coming. And it is coming. There is a TED Talk on the solar flare combined with the CME. In that same TED Talk, the gentleman discusses how there is a number of ways our power grid can go down be it espionage, terrorism, natural disaster, or just plain dumb luck. But we are operating at such a thin veil of security that if nine main power systems or main power buildings, so to speak, were destroyed, the entire grid for the United States of America would go down and it would take months and months to repair. I'm thinking Manhattan, Chicago, Los Angeles, Detroit, any big city with a lot of people all in one place, not having any information about what's going on because that's probably what's going to be the case. Not everyone's watching the solar weather, but I want everybody to because I want everybody to know that this is a possibility and everybody should know exactly what they would do. And at the same time, we could probably avoid a lot of disaster if we just dwelled, like I said, on the notion that everyone should help each other. Somebody called me out the other day and said that... Um, if the uh, extraterrestrials were proven to be real, that it would negate and debunk all religion. And I had to disagree with that because most religions speak of star people, speak of other beings from another world that came down and gave us our powers and our abilities and everything we have. So it wouldn't debunk religion because what religion really revolves around is love. No matter how evil it can get sometimes, no matter how people manipulate religion into doing what they want, at the end of the day and in the beginning of the day, religion revolves around love. Love for each other and love for the higher beings, or so to speak, God. But before God, I believe that the underlying event is each other. Treat thy neighbor as you want to be treated. Respect your other human beings. I love everyone, says God, but I need you guys to love each other. And everyone seems to overlook that one little aspect and then beat their chests about who's more correct in their religious beliefs. Extraterrestrials don't want to show themselves. One of them actually said, why the hell would I want to go to an insane asylum when all the inmates have guns? That's literally how we're perceived as a human race. Now, as individuals, I'm sure we're very impressive. Some of us are actually exemplary. But as a collective, there is a lot of us there are a lot of human beings that are, one, uneducated, two, mean, and three, plain just don't care. And those three reasons stem from the first. Uneducated. People just don't know what they need to know to be able to act the way they are. Now, how can you possibly expect somebody to act one way if they've never been given the tools? How do you expect someone to concentrate if you've never taught them how to concentrate? 
Some people might catch on because they're brighter than others, but most won't. The directions that you see on anything you get, whether it be a piece of furniture or instructions to how to use a razor or directions to where the bathroom is on the train, sometimes I read these instructions and I laugh to myself. I'm like, who the fuck are these written for? How dumb do you have to be? But then I stop myself and I realize that some people just aren't built that way. In fact, most people are not. And that is exactly why we are still in this predicament. Because it is upon us, it is our responsibility as people that understand, know, and can explain this to people that don't. And I'm not trying to put anyone down. Because I explain it to children. Because they don't know. No one's taught them yet. And I'm not, I'm not, I don't go around telling kids that there's aliens coming. <laughs> but I do try to instill the fact that you should care about everyone. Yourself as well as everyone else. How would you like to be treated? How would you feel if somebody took this from you? I would feel badly. Exactly. So you don't want to do this to other people because then you wouldn't want it done to you. That is essentially me teaching religion to a child. All religions. So what we need to get past, and they say the ego. The easiest way to get past your ego, and that is in the spiritual form and in the literal form, is to just help someone else. By teaching, by helping, adjusting, supporting, not telling them what they want to hear telling them the truth. And if they don't want to hear it, respectfully declining and walking away.